Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 178. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. I'm, I'm back for round two, episode uh, part two of 178. Lacking one person and gained another. It, it's, it's nice to be like the, uh, I'm like the MVP. I'm like the, uh, I'm a player on a Tom Thibodeau coach team, and I'm putting a lot of minutes. And You're like the convenient piece item on the Lazy Susan. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm never coming out of the game. Yeah. So we've had a replacement here. We got a sub. <laughs> Put me in the game, coach. Um, Tony had a, uh, a a dinner to go to. Um, Priorities. I hope I hope they're uh, taking a lot of precautions at this uh, restaurant here. You know, a lot of uh, well, it's got to be outside, right? Disinfecting and all that that stuff. But uh, he's got a free pass, as do you. I think um, he got those antibodies. I was called the golden goose. Yeah. But yeah, little, let's just back it up really quick. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Uh, we've been talking COVID like everyone. And last week, you might want to tune into that one because a couple of us had it. And uh, I'll be the first to tell you, I missed the sports pod this uh, one, 178 because I was at Red Cross donating convalescent plasma. And uh, it's the second time I've donated plasma now. The first time wasn't convalescent. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a fancy I, word. No one ever knows what that means. I just think of old folks' home. Isn't that a convalescent home? I think there's a lot of words that sound like that. I don't know. What's a convalescent home? I was thinking, does it glow in the dark? Is that what that means? Yeah, no, no. But so I, I go in, in there. First off, they called me twice. I called them first because it's like make an appointment. Then that didn't register. So they kept calling me and uh, they sent me multiple emails for booking. So I was like, okay, well, I'm confirmed as shit that I'm going to donate my convalescent plasma at X time at X location. Nope. I get there. I have you know, sign up on my little sheet and whatnot. And they're like, okay, so you're just here to donate regular blood, right? I was like, no, back it up there. Uh, I'm here for the convalescent plasma. Oh, well, we're not prepared for that. <laughs> Do we reschedule or what? It also said on the email, be prepared to be in that chair for two to three hours. Wow. Now, I was told way different than that when I got there. And I, I was in the chair all said and done about an hour, about 40, 45 minutes of that with a needle in my arm. Uh, the two to three hours is when you're donating platelets, which those people are frequent flyers. They're sitting in their chairs. They got their blankets. They're watching uh, Hollow Man is what they're or not Hollow Man. The Invisible Man. Okay. I, oh. I'd like to watch Hall Well, they Man. were playing Kindergarten Cop in the waiting yeah. room, so I don't know what year it is. But yeah, those people were in there, and that is what is two to three hours. Uh, luckily, yeah, mine in and out in an hour. But I'll tell you this. So I I donated plasma. We had the like a blood drive at our office maybe last October, September time, almost a year ago. I just signed in on a sheet like to donate at this time because it worked for me. Yeah. I go in there. Oh, you're donating plasma. Thanks. I was like, what the hell is that? I have an LCD TV. I don't have plasma. Uh, so I didn't know anything about it then. I, I nearly fainted on the table over there. I told the nurse, I was like, uh, I'm getting dizzy. Is that normal? She's like, you're getting dizzy? And she grabbed another nurse and they came over, put like my legs up. They put Tums in my mouth. And then I almost started choking because I had a dry mouth because I was about to faint. So 
I was very prepared today. I ate a lot of food, uh, a lot of trail mix, and just I was chugging water. And uh, M&M's uh, in that trail mix? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's the Trader Joe's stuff, too. <laughs> um, so I wasn't anticipating to get dizzy or faint or anything like that. Well, I don't know how much they took the first time. This time, they took about 650 milliliters. That's almost a bottle of wine. Yeah. So, yeah. If you think about that in that measurement, yeah. And they pump it back into you. Uh, I don't I think I want to leave. <laughs> I don't like this stuff. So... What was annoying is I'm sitting in this chair and the chair is a hybrid between like a first class airline seat mixed with like an operating table. Uh, So it's a nice big leather seat with like moving swivels and whatnot. And then it's like a mixture barber so they can back you up, tilt you, all sorts of stuff. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. They should give you a shave while you're there. Yeah, that's what I needed. Uh, they couldn't find the vein in my left arm and that is where the machine is. So it's on the left side of you. So I was like, well, God damn it. Like the right side, that means, and this is what ended up happening. They find the vein on my right arm. Then they have the tubes just draped across me with blood, just pneumatic tubes, blood. Just. I was thinking, could you do like an AC Slater and, and sit in the chair backwards? Oh yeah. You probably could. I had no idea where you're going with that. Uh, so that was my favorite. You know, you just get to watch your blood travel in the subway. Uh, but yeah, about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into it when they're pumping the blood back into me, I got very, very dizzy. I got very, <laughs> very pale. And, uh, I was like, nurse, um, I'm getting dizzy. She's like, oh, okay, hold on. And, uh, they put my legs up. They lean the seat all the way back. So you're just, you know, like you're at the dentist, um, and then they put cold towels all over you. Felt like I was like I had been shot in World War II or something. I think they should give you like a emergency IV of chocolate milk or something. Well, yeah, that, that's what I would get a needed. bag. Uh, so <laughs> they do pump saline into you in between because they do it like four times or so where they they pump and then they push it back. Then they do saline. Ooh. Then they pump. Then they push it back. Um, and so yeah, that first pushback. I got dizzy, and then they put three Tums in my mouth, and she said, suck on them. Don't chew them. That was my mistake the first time around in uh, in my office. I chewed those things up, and then I was dry mouth. I was choking. And then I asked for water, and they said, we're actually not allowed to give you water. You could not respond to it well and choke. Like, what? Did you think of uh, maybe chalk would be better? Pieces of chalk instead of the Tums. Oh, are you making fun of me from when I was a kid? No. Is that, that what, uh, something Charlie would do? That's a Charlie. Okay. Because I ate chalk when I was a kid, well, you Charlie know. ate the chalk. When I was settled a, his stomach, but he writes in Tums. <laughs> that's true. When I was a little kid, it was a uh, like a birthday swag bag. Someone gave out. It wasn't wrapped, so that's my own fault. I was probably six years old, five years old. An egg-shaped piece of chalk. Oh, I remember that one, yeah. I've told this story before, and I bit into it thinking it was one of those, like, <sighs> almost like a... Um, a Cadbury egg, maybe. No, uh, a, uh, what's the, jaw, jawbreaker. Okay. Almost like a jawbreaker. Uh, well, but Tony on the last podcast had a uh, gumball story, so. Gumball story. It fits with the theme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's where I went with the chalk. But no, the Tums and sucking on them, it, it actually helped a lot. I started getting back to life. And then they're pumping. And then 
because you're upside down, kind of, your arms start going numb. You can't really move while you're on this table, right? One arm is just getting pumped full of, uh, out of blood. The other arm, you're just leaving there. You don't want to move because you have a needle in you at the end of the day. Uh, about 30 minutes go by. I'm feeling fine. Also, I have my dumbass mask on this whole time, too, which is already annoying to breathe in for an extended period of time. So then it's about done. She the It was a nurse switch just t- tells you how long it did take. So the mask thing is strange because they knew you're there because you already had the virus. Yeah, like, but it's nah. just their policy. Yeah. If one guy has it off and then a Karen sees it, she's going to take her mask off. Yeah, you never know. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't mind that part. My, the mask I have is pretty comfortable. Um, I'll actually do a plug for that mask company. They mostly do bulk company orders, uh, but I'll, we'll get into that in the future uh, pods. Uh, the the nurse I asked her, I was like, so how, how how are we looking over there? She's like, about 500, and f- first she said 400, and she's like, I'm sorry, no, 550 milliliters, so almost there. Like, this last one should be the last one. And it was, as it was pumping me in from the last round, so the next round was the last, like, clean heat, and I got very, very dizzy again. Uh, they couldn't give me any more Tums. I don't know. Maybe they would have if I needed them. Flooded me with cold towels, laid me back, put my feet up, and then it went went down uh, a little bit. Uh, but my arms were kind of numb just because they had been upside down again. This arm is still pretty sore, which has the bandage on it. But ah. Uh, I asked, they said about four, maybe five people a day come into that specific Red Cross in Santa Ana to uh, donate convalescent plasma. And we don't know how much that'll actually help? She said that'll help as many as one person to a few. It depends on the person and the hospital. Okay, it's something. I don't really know. The news keeps saying they're in extremely short demand, and it's like, well... 500,000 people in California have it. How are we not flooded with these things? Because no one's doing it. And I'll tell you what, though. I probably wouldn't do it again. That was not a pleasant experience for me. I put the game on at the end on my phone. Cause I could only watch Kindergarten Cops so many times yeah. from across the room. It's on a, like a 18-inch Sanyo mounted to the wall in the uh, waiting room. I didn't get a fancy TV because I'm not there for two hours i was in a in and out chair type of thing they didn't have like a on-demand thing like a united flight or whatever i think they do when you're doing the blood platelets yeah but also it's horrifying like there's like oh gil we'll see you in two weeks like yep like holy shit there's people's pictures on the wall like this guy's donated over 500 times of whatever i couldn't even pronounce whatever he's donated horrifying i mean that's a that's a life at that point i don't want that yeah that's a lot but yeah i did my little good deed i i suppose and uh yeah covid's still a thing i guess for many people yeah i mean it'll be here for quite a while i think i think it's uh i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do i think it's just i saw a headline today that said it's not going to be a thing with waves like they initially said, but it's just going to be a wildfire. Or just persistent forever. It just has to run its course. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, so I think they estimated that like New York City had like 30% got it already. So that's good for them. I mean, that's, that's helped because they don't have it anymore. I don't know where we stand in California. I don't think they know what they're talking about. Um, let me ask you this. 
isn't it just kind of weird to think that if every person stayed home, didn't leave their house for two weeks, this would be gone? I don't know if it would ever be gone because... Why? It just lingers on certain so, people? Well, it's just so contagious that... I mean, yeah, if you if you actually could have forced every single person... Every single, every single person. person to not leave their house for two That's weeks. what I'm saying. There's no trash guy. There's no gardener. You have to go to Costco beforehand. And just like it's starving it of of hosts. Yeah, only the police could be out. Paramedics, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. You still don't it think might, it might, might have, wor- might have worked, but... I mean, you remember, like, it was a famous uh, quote from the president um, early on, I think, like, late February, where he said, it's like, hey, it's 15 people right now, and it'll be zero at some point. And it's like, well, that's probably a true statement. It'll be zero at some point, maybe 2032. Who knows? (laughs) Um, But it, it started so small and went so much like it's just it's that good well, of a virus it everyone is, has seen contagion at this point so they understand it just start all you need is one person yeah one sour egg so it's 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 a very successful virus it's uh, well designed well made it does its job right i'm also seeing that hospitals and uh emergency rooms and whatnot intensive care units are not bombarded Oh, it's not like universal, but some are, some aren't. And I'm, I'm only talking yeah. California. Oh, California is good. California just has good, uh, you know, like all around. Like seems like the strain isn't as aggressive. Yeah, it's the the waves. You know, yeah. it's the surf lifestyle just kind of well, mellows okay. it out. Okay, I think I've also said this, maybe not on the pod. Remember when you were ripping CDs? Like yeah. Like, if you ripped like a, the Blink One Eighty Two album. Which, by the way, what the hell is BMW doing using a BM, uh, Blink-182 song for their commercials? Yeah. Is it because we're of age to buy cars that are BMWs now? I don't know how any of that works. Ridiculous. Uh, I expect that out of... I don't even... I don't even know what car comes. Nissan? No, because they're Asian. Well. I don't know who would play that for... Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, not I, way besides the point. Where were we? Well, when you're ripping CDs, didn't it get a little less enhanced audio quality on like the 50th, 60th, 600th rip of that CD? Didn't it get a little less each time? I mean, I think if you're like saving it and transferring that first one, you, but I think off the actual disc, it's good, but I don't know. I don't remember. That just, I think that seemed like a thing to me back I never even ripped. I had my cousin do it for me. Yeah, I, I he had it. He needed two CD drives and oh, if you wanted to burn into yeah. a new CD, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you, ripping was just to pull it and make an MP3 on a computer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't do that either. I mean, burning oh, yeah. then. I thought ripping a CD. No, was I remember I got a laptop in like 2004 that did that. That was real cool. Real cool. You'd put it in there and like <laughs> the fan would go so fast, yeah. and then it'd be like two minutes later, it's, it's ready. Oh. But, yeah. So, for anyone who's under the age of, like, 20, they have no, no idea, idea what we're talking about. What's a CD? You're born with an iPod. You got that it's a Christmas gift when you're four years old. I hated iPod. When it first came out, I was a Zune guy. You remember that? Oh, yeah. No, I had a Zune, too. Zoom. I had, the, which, I had, the like, the brown one. I liked yeah. it because it looked like the Charcoal TV set from The Simpsons. Yeah. The Zune. Remember how it was, like, a wider screen and it had the shit on the so, side? So, Zune was, was way better than an iPod when it first came At out. At the time, yeah. Yeah. It was a and color iPod's screen. Like, cool, we're going to just do that. Like, yeah. you could do video on your screen. Cool, we'll just do that, too. Yeah. And yeah. I like that it was, like, a matte 
yeah. feel to it. That was back when you didn't need to put all the shit in cases because it was a brick. Yeah. Those were the days. And then uh, I think uh, Steve Ballmer was like, you fucked me and I'm going to have to, I'm going to hold this against all of you and some, someday I'll buy a basketball team. Yeah. COVID unfucked him real yeah. good because didn't he make $25 billion from COVID? In Microsoft stock? I don't know. And that's only gone up now that they're announcing they're going to buy TikTok. Uh, We'll see. The American rights, if it goes... Their stock went up 5% just on the announcement of them thinking about buying it. That's insane because that's got to be such a low part. That's like 75 billion... Do you know how much shit Microsoft owns already? Seven... Yeah, but... I'll say this. People younger than me are idiots. 90% of them. They're obsessed well, with this well, app. Also, Wall Street are idiots, too. Yeah. So. Well, because Day Trader, Davey Day Trader over here is ruining the market, not knowing a thing what they're doing. Uh, but $75 billion, 5% of Microsoft. They're talking about buying that company for like 50 or yeah. the rights to it. That's an instant gain of like $25 billion. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. That's... Uh over enthusiasm i don't know i can't explain that yeah i don't know anything about uh that kind of stuff um i mean the thing that's stupid is you know tiktok will be dead in in two years was vine yeah it's the same thing but wasn't it vine yeah vine was the whole gimmick was oh it's only 10 second videos and they're like what if you don't have to make them 10 seconds you can make them longer and like whoa that's tiktok yeah hmm so I don't know. I wish I could, if I could invest it in it because I heard about TikTok like probably last summer or something. Oh, you blew it. And I was like, we should make a TikTok. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember you saying something about a Periscope or Kaleidoscope or something. No, I was never on Periscope. Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. That was your one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said like four years ago that I should drink beer live on Twitch. <laughs> it would have taken off. It would have been great. Probably wouldn't have had COVID in this and that No, world. definitely not. It would have saved the world. It's like uh, the premise of Bill and Ted right there. Oh, I saw the trailer you know, for that. Looks mm-hmm. pretty good. Never would have known. Yeah. Um, oh, what a world. I keep forgetting what we're doing. I don't have my laptop in front of me today, so I, uh, I keep going off of my phone. But yeah, so COVID uh, is going to be here to stay a while and just stay inside or eat outside. Yeah, I mean, the world is not open for you, so don't force it. Like, It's not worth it trying to take advantage of the uh, the compromises they're all trying to make here. You know, I'm flying in about two or three weeks. Well, that's going to be weird, but... Out of John Wayne, luckily. And it's still John Wayne. I don't care if he was racist on an article. I, did, I don't know why anyone thought that was actually going to change. Well... People just make shit up on the internet, and they're like, Oh, we got you. Everyone's angry, and it's like... Uh, Trader Joe's like, did announce that they were going to take off the Trader yeah. Ming's, Trader Jose, and Trader something else. And then they're like, nah, psych. Really? They yeah, reversed they're it? not doing it now. Because I always thought because that was Because it was a weird. 17-year-old kid in Oakland. Who started a petition, yeah. Um, I always thought that was weird. It's like, you know what? If you just called it Trader Joe's orange chicken, I'm still going to eat it. Is it offensive if the product is good? I don't know how to answer that question. It seems I unnecessary. I get it if it's shitty. It's like, oh, are they making fun of like me or like the culture of whatever it is? It's just, it's but very, if it's good, isn't that a, a compliment? It's very unnecessary. But it's fun. It's like, oh. I guess it could be fun. It's like I'm in Chinatown. I think Trader Ming's just sounds wrong to me, though. Why? Trader Ming's does sound racist to me. Why? Isn't Ming a name or? 
I don't know how any of this works. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it just it seems like that sounds like a, a some sort of t- stereotype, like the traitor Ming, like he's some mystical Chinese. Who is mystical? Traitor, not like a traitor, but a well, traitor. Just because traitor Joe's. Yeah. Sounds like it might be traitor. I'm just picturing like, okay, so the guy in Gremlins, <laughs> was he named Trader Ming? Because that's what I'm picturing when I hear like Trader Ming, right? It's too deep a pole. I can't, I haven't seen Gremlins and... You know, the story goes into... And he's I know how it a, works, but... Yeah. Okay. He was just some, a mystical Chinese guy who had crazy things to buy, including a thing that could become a gremlin. Yeah. Huh? Was that movie racist? A couple of my friends become gremlins if you pour yeah. water on them. You have Del Taco after midnight. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, let's move on. So we got some sad news. Regis Philbin. Which I used to always just think of who wants to be a millionaire when I heard Regis. Yeah. But more lately, I go to Michael Scott in the office when he talks about Daryl Philbin. And he talks about the evolution of his nickname. It's like when he found out my last name was Philbin, it became Regis. Then Reg. <laughs> Demida, Demida Filman. <laughs> so I always think of that moment. It was very good, but very sad. Who is eighty nine? Uh, that sounds right. Somewhere around yeah, there. late late eighties. So and oh, not COVID induced. I mean, just tell you, so that's good. He's been out of the game a while, and uh, it was one of those things. Like that's not surprising, but it's still sad. Yeah. Uh, he, he was a part of TV for so long. I feel like that was the only reality show I watched. That was a fucking phenomenon when that yeah, came out. Everyone that tuned in Sunday nights on ABC, I mean, he, right? I mean, he he definitely deserves so much money for that because he, he sold it. Like, who would have thought the final answer saying that shit? Like, who gave him that Is line? That did he, did he make that answer. up? He should have trademarked that shit. If like, he did, that, that's incredible. That fucking worked. But then, like, I mean... I remember as a kid, if you stayed home from school, yeah, obviously Price is Right. That's that's the primo shit. Yeah. That's what you wanted to watch. Yeah. But before that, it's like, oh, what's on? Fucking, okay, Regis and Kathy. That was what was on. And you get some, like, bullshit D-list celebrity would come on and Regis would make some, you Brad know. Brad Garrett. <laughs> innocent jokes, but, you know, still great. I never watched that show, and I never understood the joke on SNL where they just make her, uh, it was uh, Kristen Stewart. What's her name? Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Well, that was uh, post that Regis show. Uh, yeah. So after she had been like fired, I guess. So she was like let go slash fired from the show and replaced by Kelly, if you remember. This no, is a very don't. important history. That was probably around like early 2000s, I'm going to say. So now I think it's like Michael Strahan and Kelly or something is that morning show. Yeah. Uh. So crazy shit, but yeah, then he's embracing was, the gap tooth, like uh, yeah. Davis and uh, Anthony Davis is embracing the brow. Yeah, well, Michael Strahan's been been doing that a long time. I know. So it, it works. He's on like nine hundred TV shows, commercials. Yeah, people don't even know he's famous for playing football. Yeah, they uh, they're like, wow, you're a big guy. What'd you do before the TV? And it's like, well, actually, it was a defensive lineman, the biggest position in football. Like, All right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just did that morning show forever, and um, I know I told you this story that when I heard the news, it was kind of crazy because I had recently had a dream about Regis. Yeah, pretty horrifying. Um, I don't know why I dream about people who end up dying. You're a couple like days later. the cat in Doctor Sleep. 
that's exactly that's exactly right. I can predict people's deaths, so don't be in my dreams. Yeah. Uh, but I was like on Freddy a, a New York vacation, and you know, like I I think this is more like NBC that does that, but they do the, like the tour of like the Thirty Rock building, and it's like, oh, you can go see all the studios. But for some reason, I was on one of those tours, and even though the Regis show was on ABC, so it wouldn't make sense to be NBC. But I don't know what happened. But I was definitely on one of those tours, and like at the end of the thing, the tour guide's like, hey. You know, sometimes you see a celebrity, they're walking through the halls, and it could be a nice treat. And we're like, oh, it's not going to happen to us. And then... Sure enough. Popping out, Regis comes walking out, and he's all friendly and everything. He's, he's just a great guy. Just, did oh, you take hey. a picture with him? You know, I'm not a pictures guy, so <laughs> I don't think not. I did. You're really not. Uh, but it, it was just a thrill seeing him coming out to wave. It, <laughs> you know, he was busy. He wasn't, like, stopping. Of course. He wasn't yeah. signing autographs, just passing through. A phone but, in both hands. <laughs> but also... He was eighty, late eighties, and is impressive. was not working, so I don't know why he was spry. I don't know why he was on set, yeah. um, but he was, and just he just wanted to, you know, he was he was nice. He understood that people loved him, but and also was like, I'm busy. A day later, he passes on. Yeah, so horrifying, Andy. You're the Grim Reaper. I don't know how any of this shit works, but uh, well, let me ask you this: Did you dream about Wilfred? Uh, I usually do. I'm usually <laughs> thinking. Um, <laughs> You know, I my diet isn't the best, and I'm always worried about the diabetes. Yeah. So that was crazy because I just watched The Firm. Yeah. And whenever he would come on, I just can't help myself. I, I have to say it. I check my blood sugar, and I check it often. I honestly thought he died in, like, 2004. So, so of course, we're talking about Wilford Brimley. Yes, I was surprised. I'm like, wait, he didn't die already? Like... <laughs> I thought there were jokes about him. It's like, very sad, but I th- like he was like 90 in the firm. So yeah, that's the thing about Wilford Brimley. He's famously, famously he was uh, seemingly very old already when he was in movies. Cocoon. Well, so I never saw Cocoon. So but Cocoon I- was about these old people who discover like the fountain of youth. Uh-huh. He was like 52 when he made that movie, but he was like with 91. these people who are like 82. Oh. And he just fit in perfectly. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's just, it's just like insane. He just he looks also, so Did he old. have the handlebar mustache and that too? I feel like he never changed his I look. I mean, probably that, that's when you get in, that's what, that's what you do. You just kind of freeze at that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's been in anything in 20 years. No. I think he's like, I'm good. I'm done with this. I mean, he had all that money from the blood sugar commercial. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, he was a favorite of mine solely for the movie, The Thing. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I know I've talked to you guys like, hey, you guys should watch this. It's really great. It's really great. Um, Where he's just kind of the cranky old scientist dude. He is. Yeah. Horrifying. Um, But Kurt Russell's the true hero of that movie. Um, But it's one of my favorite horror movies. So when he was a uh, prominent cast member in that. And uh, I'll I'll be sad when uh, Kurt Russell passes someday. And that's going to be really sad, I think, for... Why are you calling out Kurt Russell? No, I'm not. He's got a lot of life to live. Um, He's like 67. When, yeah, when someone like that passes from like old old age, it's like, wow, we're old now. Yeah. But. Well, at least we didn't like grow up with them. Yeah. That's when it's like you already at that point realize. But like so if someone our age dies, it's from some sort of freak accident. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Like uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, a car shit. rolled back into him. It's like, what the fuck? I don't care how much fun I have in it that I'll never buy what kind yeah. of car even was his. Well, you don't want to disparage them in case they want to sponsor the show. So. Yeah, good point. But yeah, something like that. It's horrible, but it doesn't like make you feel old. You're like, oh, life can be taken from you at any moment. But 
Yeah, that's why I went and uh, donated convalescent plasma. Yeah. That'll go into a convalescent home. I think that's how that works. Uh, all right, what do we got next? We don't want to talk about deaths anymore. Should we talk about sequels to Pineapple Express? So, um, I don't want to get your hopes up. Um, you know Seth Rogen's American Pickle that's coming out this week. You know about this, right? I saw the trailer. It looks really dumb. I'm sure it's going to be dumb. It looks but like HBO Max is like, here's you know $50,000 for an episode. Do what you want. And uh, I, I picked that low number on purpose, by the way. No, no. What happened is obviously that was going to come in theaters at some point. Probably a lower release, but still going to come in theaters. But with the whole COVID thing, uh, they didn't know what to do. So HBO Max came in and, uh, and bought it up. And uh, it's going to put it on the streaming service. But uh, Seth Rogen's been doing a lot of press. And in a recent interview, he talked about uh, Pineapple Express 2 and how Sony said no. Which is like, are you fucking kidding me? And he said it's out there if you want to look through all the leaks, the Sony leaks from way back when. That, like, they wrote the script, they're ready to go, and Sony's like, we're not giving you a budget for this shit. (laughs) And, like, they were defending it. Like, look, look how much bigger marijuana is now compared to when that movie first came out. I think my favorite part of that one is... uh when Bill Hader is the test subject. It's funny as well. Yeah, that movie. That or movie any works. scene with Dan McBride. That that movie was good. I, it came out, I remember that and Step Brothers came out the same summer, about two weeks apart. Wow. And I saw both of them in theaters. And, and like, at our young age, I don't think I would like uh, Pineapple Express a whole lot anymore, but... Oh, I think it'd be... A 17-year-old me? Yeah, no, there's there's so much stuff there. I never even smoked weed. <laughs> there's so much there's stuff for the marijuana stuff, but, like, it was still good otherwise. I liked um, when uh, Dan McBride just shoots Craig Robinson's foot with a shotgun when he's already dead. <laughs> he was mad at him. Um, but I, I, I do wonder, um, do you remember Pineapple Express 2 did get filmed, um, but it was not real in uh, This Is The End? Yeah, yeah. And they make all their movies, right? With Jonah Hill as Woody Harrelson. This is the end, on the other hand, was a strong movie. A yeah. movie I also, that I haven't seen in years, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill's just fake and really nice. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Maybe, I think the reason Seth Rogen would say that is to try to get some... some oh, Netflix some, will give him $100 million bucks. Get some support behind that. Are yeah. you kidding me? Netflix will buy it as is right now and make it. Netflix is Lil Wayne circa 2004. Yeah. He was on every track. Anyone who wanted anything to do with him, he was in it. Yeah, I don't have any, like... Uh, Netflix new, has new offered news. us our podcast a movie deal. But I have heard, I don't know the details, but Netflix has been offering, like, bigger and bigger budgets to people. Yeah, they now have a new, the biggest budget for, is it a comedy or something? I don't know. There's something, there's a, a Russo Brothers movie that's going to come out that's going to be super high budget. Uh, by the way, Fargo trailer looks amazing. I have no idea With what that means. Jason Schwartzman. Yes, and Chris Rock. Um, it looks great. So when that, that was almost done, that was supposed to come out in April. Of course. What I read was that um, due to COVID, they weren't going to be able to finish it, so they couldn't put it out. And that's a show that has to take place in winter. And it said, well, that's going to be pushed a, quite a while because they won't be able to finish it until next so fall. They could do at a best. billions and just here's five episodes. Yeah. So we'll I, get you on part two of season one uh, so next fall. Those trailers, they've been everywhere, but they haven't had a release date. So I, I don't know. 
But yeah, if, if you're interested in that, there's already been three seasons so far ago, and it's an excellent show. <laughs> but they don't star Jason Schwartz. They don't. They don't. But they have uh, great actors like Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's good. He's not Jason Schwartz. The, you know, he was the reason I like white wine. Jason Schwartzman is bored to death. Okay, I was like, what? What was that? He from? would just—he's in New York, so he's just on the—he's walking. And he would just stop in for a glass of white wine, and he tells every bartender, he's like, you know, I'm really into white wine lately. You know, I think that would be my choice if I was trying to just stop in at a bar and get a glass of wine. I would go with a white. I think you can take down a white a lot easier and well, still get a good experience out of it. Yeah, but he wasn't in there just to take it down. He, he was in there. The, he was killing time, or you know, early yeah. before he was. Also, how great would it be to be like, oh yeah, I'm early to my meeting with Ted Danson. I'll have a glass of white wine. Yeah. You know, I like to uh, get a glass of white wine in a like a three oysters. I used to do that in Newport Ugh. at the Santa Monica Seafood. I think I'll just stop in. Not an oyster guy. Oh, oysters are are pretty wonderful. Nope. In in the right context. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I don't know if there is a good context for oysters yeah what about more bad context ellen degeneres yeah is she a degenerate probably ellen has had a a lot of criticism thrown her way like for like five years it seems like everything's like she always seems so nice but she actually she's terrible and then there was the whole why is she hanging out with george w bush thing Do you remember that one from last year yeah people were pissed that she uh could befriend someone who had opposing views yeah so she's like hey he's cool he's my buddy and I don't know, it went away, but it's still, people are like, let's get Ellen. Um, but I think these rumors have been circulating a lot that like Ellen herself is abusive, but now this whole story that her, basically the whole production has been pretty rotten. A lot of bullying among the producers and all this shit. You know, I said Brad Garrett's name earlier because I saw his name pop up saying like a, a PA or someone in the the show was a dick to him or he saw them be dick to another guest or something yeah why would you be a dick to the guest it's the guest yeah i think that's they could sabotage your show on live air if they wanted to i guess in some ways the guest is wants to be on there to sell their shit yeah so i don't know i i don't know but it, it's uh, people are watching it because they're on there at the same token yeah so brad garrett said um, it doesn't matter who it was. It's Ellen's show. She's responsible. Well, that's not if he, she doesn't know. I mean, no, I'm that's sure what he said. It doesn't matter if she knows. It's her show. She needs to know. Yeah, um, that's true. So. But I mean, how many people work for her? Let's just say four. Yeah, but she's very involved. It's it's her show. She's not just hired to host something. It is the Ellen show. It's her production. So it's like I'm sure she's received word. She's the CEO of Ellen Show or something. Oh, maybe wow. maybe I don't know. Fucking who gives a shit. Mm-hmm. I have never been a fan of this. Those show, those shows are always weird. I don't understand the point of them. I saw it's just some, to make people feel good, I think. Well, I saw some rumor. It was like, oh, James Corden would be a good replacement. And I'm like, why would he want to leave? He's on late night. Isn't late night better than fucking daytime, right? I would think. I, I know he's the second guy on late night, but it's I think still, why do we keep giving British people all of our jobs? I think it's just tradition one has to be British. As long as it's not, uh, who's that dumb new, uh, what's his name? The dumbass uh, news guy. What? <laughs> I hated that guy. He was so annoying. Oh, are you talking about, um, what was his name? Piers Morgan. Piers yeah. Morgan. Oh, yeah, everyone hated him. I ah, didn't. Who signed on for him he, in the first place? I, I mean, can't... he's still popular in Britain or something, but Good. I think po- by popular, I mean everyone still hates him in Britain. Be watched but... in Britain, just not here. Yeah. 
dude sucked. Yeah, I, I didn't get that, that fad for a while. Andy, come on. You can't say that word anymore. What? Really? <laughs> What'd I say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, neither of us watched Ellen DeGeneres' show. Uh, I mean, I've seen clips. I saw her stand-up. Thought it was yeah. okay. Yeah, that was like her first stand-up in like 100 years. Maybe that was her problem. She yeah. got too popular. Well, I, th- I think it's the thing is like what... She's done the same thing for like 20 years now. Like, I'm surprised you'd still want to do that. She obviously has enough money. I guess if you just like doing that, I wouldn't you, you do anything for so long. You're going to hate it. Keeps your right? brain active. My grandma know. retired at 90. Yeah, but... Well, you, she needed money, but... Ellen could do whatever like she Ellen wants. Not like Ellen doesn't need it, but... She yeah. could be like, hey, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, he, he's kind of semi-retired, but he gets to do that show where he just drives around in a car. Yeah. Can I do that too? They'd be like, sure, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, but is our cars her passion? Whatever her passion is, she can just do it. And they're like, yeah, we'll put that on TV. Yeah. I mean, it's not TV. It's Seinfeld's Netflix. show is great, though, because if you think about it, if you like cars, it's the perfect show. It's funny because you get to have comedians, yeah. and it's got fancy cars, old cars. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, is the coffee part just not just relevant? Well, I mean, that's, that's just kind just, of a throw-in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the one where he goes and picks up Matthew Broderick in a fat Lambo. And they go play baseball because he's Ferris Bueller's dad. Yeah. Uh, What's the score? Was, yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, that was a good one. That was a more recent one, too. He really went gray, and he's not ashamed of it. A lot of these people, Tom Cruise, they're like, oh, no, I'm still 31. Well, I mean, no one knows about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise can still jump out of planes and fly. Yeah. Well, he's doing sit-ups and push-ups yeah. right now, so. I think I saw something about Tom Cruise was trying to, like, pressure some European government into allowing him to keep making Mission Impossible or something. With the moon? Yeah. He's, he's trying just, to like, do that. We're doing it. This is the most important thing in the world. We're doing it. Yeah. It's going to cure COVID. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, people understand people age, so it happens. We already looked the other way on all those hair transplants. Not everyone in Hollywood has hair besides Rob Corddry. Come on. Yeah. Jeremy Piffin didn't have hair in the 90s. Now he's got more hair than my 10-year-old nephew. Hey, I mean, there's a lot of those podcast ads about you can regenerate your hair. Are there? Yeah. Do we have one tonight? I'd like to, but oh. call us up, people. Yeah. We Take are, these pills. We swear we're legitimate. We are open to advertisements. Uh, reach out to Andy on our Twitter handle yeah. of uh, Tony's underscore take, I believe. We didn't know our Instagram on the last episode, so that's how that works. I stopped using it. I don't run it anymore. Yeah. I don't use social media. Okay. There's no point. So we don't know. We don't know what's on Tony there. has it, but I don't think he knows how to get on it. I don't. We don't know anything anymore. Yeah. Do you check the Twitter, though? Yeah. I check Twitter yesterday because there was an earthquake and that's just faster than the like a, a web page from the register it was a 3.5 in your belinda yeah didn't feel it at all shook the house uh-huh. like big time i mean a that's quick one. just right here that's uh-huh. five miles away uh but yeah okay let's move. well final statement on element i don't oh, care yeah. if she has to go if someone forces her out i don't care if she stays i don't care um, yeah i mean the, the, either way this isn't affecting us it's, it's, yeah it's that shows irrelevant well, maybe there'll be a new night bitch. That's exactly what's going to happen. See that trans transition there? Night bitch. This is Tough. a real... What is this? This is a real movie in development. It's called that? It's called night bitch. Is it I'm, spelled weird or something? Can you no, do that? I I am I am shocked. Um, so Amy Adams. This is Amy Adams. She was in our fucking top actors of the world is bracket. Is this something to do about her movie in a window? 
No. That Netflix bot? That's a different thing. Oh, okay. So in this thing, she is, uh, she believes she's turning into a dog, like a dog person. The lobster. So I was thinking more like uh, Maureen Ponderoso. Oh, yeah. That's very good. Uh, but obviously, right off the bat, it's called, at least it's temporarily called Night Bitch. And that's going to be a real movie. Um, I will be following this with you know, great your interest. Heart, yeah. Yeah. I want to see how this goes. Pretty interesting. But it's like Amy Adams, she's not going to make some bullshit. So I wouldn't think so. So that's just, yeah, that's the, that's the first update we have on this of project. Probably every week we'll do a new update on this. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's Might just change important. the name of the pod. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, going to be fascinating. All right. Well, the Emmys were announced. Uh, yeah. the, uh, I want to pull up the, the things. Let's. I think we should go through like best, whatever, best drama and best yeah. actors and shit. You read my mind. Because um, it's interesting to, just to see if we've even seen these shows because... I'm just going to say we haven't. Well, teaser, because of the Emmys, I started watching Watchmen. All right. I think I'm six episodes in. Well, remember I said I think it was the best thing HBO had put out. I know. In years. So, yeah, I saw that. That had the most nominations. It's also, it's a um, miniseries, I believe, is how that works. So, there's so many now of those rather than... Mm -hmm full series so that's a whole different category it used to be american horror story would just clean up on that category because that was the only one going every year would count as a mini series because it was a new story every year but uh that's just not how it goes anymore um so do you want to do a outstanding drama series the big one here let's do it so uh up here better call saul the crown the handmaid's tale killing eve the mandalorian ozark stranger things and it's succession. So this is a decent mix of... So there's three Netflix shows on here, a Disney Plus show, a Hulu show, and then only four of them are on actual... Three of them on actual TV, Better Call Saul, Killing Eve, and Succession. Um, some surprises. Mandalorian, while we all enjoyed... Pretty good. It's kind of like not really thought of as a uh, best drama type series. It's, it's, a, it's a genre show. It's a it's, western. It's a fun little thing, but it's not like intense drama or something you'd think that would be winning this award like something like the handmaid's tale or succession because of pedro pascal he's earned his stripes yeah i'm i'm i think they just the voters knew like well this thing was a phenomenon we got to put it in i'm a little surprised at stranger things because i think that isn't as much of a phenomenon it's on his way out yeah i mean the creators got sued because they stole it from a book that they didn't have rights to make so well who knows my my favorite pick here would be Better Call Saul. I love that show. I'm loving it. I wish Netflix could get it faster. But the problem here is that how many of these shows did I watch? Uh, two. <laughs> That's the issue. Uh, I still I want to watch Ozark, but it's like oh I'm gonna end up watching like all of that all at once, which I know yeah, there's three seasons. I already. watched only the first season. I don't Six. even know if I, f- I probably only watched like three episodes actually. I don't think I finished it. Succession was also one of those things where like love it. I'm gonna watch love that whole thing all at once. I know I will love it. I know it's Adam McKay producing. Um, Stranger Things. I never even well I did attempt to watch it. If you remember, multiple years ago. We were going to watch through Stranger Things, do a podcast about yeah. it. Never Stranger Danger. The, never got off the ground, but um, I did watch four episodes of that and never came back. Um, it wasn't bad, but just never got into it. And then 
You you watched The Crown, right? Did you watch the latest season? No, I watched like three episodes of that. Okay, you didn't finish it through. No, I know the that was the show that um that jumped like twenty years and replaced the whole cast. Huh? Because it was like John Lithgow as Churchill. Love Lithgow. In like the fifties or something, I think that was when the show took place, and now it's like in the seventies. So that's interesting, but it's still good. Um, all right, so how about lead actor in a drama series? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is not nominated. Oh, we do have Jason Bateman for Ozark. Okay. Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, which wasn't nominated for Best Drama, but... Never saw it, but I'm he's sure great. It's, it's one. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor. I'd like to have him read, like, kids' books that you fall asleep to, and then I would just, record, like, play yeah. those and fall asleep so easily. Uh, Steve Carell for The Morning Show. Fair. Is, that, is he worthy? Fair. It's he good was great. That show was actually very well done. Uh, Billy Porter for Pose. I think he won last year. Pose? He, it's a show about uh, trans people in like the 80s. Oh, wow. It's uh, I mean, he's, he's, so he's the guy who wears the... Oh, is he really loud? He wears the silly outfits at the award shows yeah, and stuff. Yeah, okay. He is in that, uh, he was in that trailer for that one movie with uh, Rose Byrne that they were like selling to Salma Hayek. It was in every movie theater for about 400 years. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Oh, it was this trailer for a movie that came out in like January. And like Salma Hayek steals her idea or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It just looked like the worst piece of shit ever. Yeah, I, I remember that. He trailer. was the guy, and they like fire him, and he's like dramatic, and, and it was like, all right, I've seen this trailer ninety times. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. But uh, that's him. And then also Jeremy Strong and Brian Cox for Succession. I mean, yeah, that show is just phenomenal. I learned the intro on the piano when yeah. it, when the seasons come out. I forgot it now. But it's just so... Everything about it is just phenomenal. Yeah. So Brian Cro- Cox is great. Um, he ate How a, he, old is he? He ate a bar of soap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should talk about shenanigans? Yes. Uh, I mean, he, he's a phenomenal actor. I, I, I love that he was actually even in... I, I watched about 30 minutes of Super Troopers 2 on TV. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll. It's. I mean, it's obviously not as good as the original. Yeah. But it's I, just like... I love that Brian Cox is actually still in this shit. <laughs> He has fun. I'm sure he enjoyed making it. Yeah. They're a fun group of guys, I bet. All right. Now for lead actress, Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman as Elizabeth II on The Crown. So okay. that's why I said she replaced whoever was it before. Jodie Comer, who she won last year for Killing Eve. Uh, Laura Linney in Ozark. Sandra Oh also in Killing Eve. And then Zendaya in Euphoria. Did you ever watch Euphoria? No. So, you know, this is the HBO show. It's about like sex or something. Yeah, it's like high school kids, like fucking all the time. Yeah. I did and not it looked, watch it that. looked too much for me. There are shows on HBO that are too old for me, like The Young Pope or The yeah. Pope, whatever it was called. And then there are shows that are too young for me, like that. Yeah. I. It seemed like it was too edgy. Like, I, that's, that's the whole gimmick here, but I don't know. Um, Zendaya is um, also in the Spider-Man series so she's been good in that so. mm, okay um, I'm not going to go through let, let's go th- quickly through supporting actor um, Nicholas Braun in Succession I don't know him Billy Crudup a favorite of ours from the morning show mm-hmm. Kieran Culkin on Succession Mark Duplass so that's already that's just two shows right there um, Giancarlo Esposito so Nick Braun, that's who I thought he was. He's the tall. He's Craig. Greg. They don't know his name. You've yeah. never watched the show. I haven't show. watched it, so I don't know. He is so good on that show. He's just this like timid cousin. His mom 
you know, is like, oh, go talk to your uncle. He'll, he'll get you a job. And, and it's just very funny. And he works very well with the guy that looks like Brendan Fraser. Okay. He's in the show. Uh, is that Matthew McFadden? Because he's also nominated? Yeah. Um, so three people right off the bat from Succession. It just tells you. If you're not watching Succession, yeah. but, watch uh, Succession. Giancarlo Esposito as Gus Fring, an iconic character. Hell yeah. And he'll be a more uh, prominent role in uh, Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> from what? Uh, he's in The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Who's but, Bradley Whitford? Uh, from uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> Oh, do the laugh, Andy. I'm not doing it this Come time. Come on. He's only had one Lagunitas tonight. <laughs> and then uh, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld, which I'm surprised. I didn't watch the new season. So I only watched one episode of season two, and I'm surprised his character is still on the show. <laughs> oh, that's the black dude, right? Yeah. He's, he's so good. Yeah, he's a great actor. I he's just, got an, ing- an impressive beard. It, it felt like, all right, that was a twist with that character, and it's like, he's time to go. He is that his real hair? The way it grows so. like that, it grows like a dock. Very bizarre. I think so. All right, now outstanding supporting actress. This is the controversial one among uh, real intense TV fans. Oh. So we've got, um, I mean, some big names here. Helena Bon Carter, big name. She's on The Crown. Don't know. Uh, Laura Dern, she's great, but it was for Big Little Eyes, which was a uh, kind of a weird season this year. She was good though, and her her character is, is she's fun. Yeah. And she got to have a breakdown because her husband was doing tax evasion. Yeah. So it got to let her, you know, spread her ring, wings. Also, uh, Meryl Streep from Big Little Lies, which I think if they didn't, they'd have to fold the Emmys, right? Yeah. They're like, hey, I was on a TV show. If you didn't fucking nominate uh-huh. me, I'll just burn the whole fucking industry down. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense that she got nominated. Uh, Julia Garner in Ozark. Uh, Thandie Newton of of Westworld. She was good on the season I saw as well, so no problem there. Fiona Shaw of Killing Eve. I don't know her at all. Mm-hmm. Sarah Snook in Succession. So another another acting nom. And by the way, uh, Adam McKay's The Big Short is ten nine ninety nine on iTunes right now. Right. I look almost every week <laughs> to see solid. what that price is. I I don't know if I'm going to buy it at ten bucks. I love it at five. Yeah. It typically <laughs> sits at fifteen. All right, then uh, up last, Samira Wiley from The Handmaid's Tale. Don't know her. Never seen a lick of that show. But the problem here is that um, the actress that plays Kim on Better Call Saul, everyone's agreement she's great in the show, that she's the, I guess, moral compass behind uh, Bob Odenkirk's Jimmy, uh-huh. or later Saul. Yeah. Um, she does a great job. It's been five seasons now, and... This, uh, whatever they're called, they're not the Academy, but whatever they want to call themselves, has yet to recognize her. Uh, they nominated eight people, and she wasn't good enough for eight. It seems like this is getting personal now. Yeah. So I think that's uh, kind of crazy. That's a snub. Yeah. I'm, why am I blanking on her name, though? I'm, I apologize to her. I do know it. You just said it, right? She plays Kim on Veracruz Hall. I don't remember the actress's name. Oh. It's in my head. I'll come back to it yeah, some other know. time. So that's, that's, that's for drama. Comedy's probably even harder. There is so much. Just so much. So here, here's the Outstanding Comedy Series. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, outstanding. Great, of course. Dead to Me on Netflix. I never watched it. Never saw it. Heard good things. The Good Place on NBC. Final season. Um, maybe that should win because the creator, Michael Schur, is actually the son-in-law of Regis. Oh, wow. So Michael Schur is a fucking legend. Created The Office and Parks and Recreations. Pretty good. And The Good Place, so... 
um, Insecure on HBO, another HBO show I haven't watched, but didn't see it. Um, she, the main star, was in that show, The Lovebirds, or in the movie The Lovebirds, and she was actually really good. Okay. So I might check that out, especially if it's only like eight half-hour episodes or something like that. Um, the Kaminsky Method. This is for the old people. This yeah, is that, I didn't that see thing that. with Michael Douglas. Yeah. It's like you have to be 92 to be in the show. <laughs> Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, that's been nominated every year it's been on. Uh, Shit's Creek, still never watched that, even though I'm probably like it, because I like Eugene Levy. Yeah. And then uh, the big one, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, I got back into watching it, because I, I finished Homeland, of course. Yes. So that's exciting, something that I really enjoyed. Actually yeah. got nominated, so. It's stupid, funny, pretty good. Yeah. Although it looks like... Uh, nobody from that show got nominated for acting. So, but even do? the guy that yells "bat" and turns into a bat, yeah, <laughs> pretty good. I love. I think it's early on. She's like, you know, you don't have to say "bat" every time you want to turn into a bat. <laughs> I'm looking at the acting here. So, um, well, there's only one I'd root for: uh, Betty Gilpin in Glow for Best Supporting Actress. She was really good in this uh, season. I don't think too. I watched a new season. I did like that. So uh, that's some rooting interest. But yeah, I, the Emmys are going to happen. Jimmy Kimmel's going to host it from his bedroom. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think that the real thing here is that there's just there's so much. Um, well, actually, I should just say, here's Outstanding Limited Series. Uh, Little Fires Everywhere, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. So I don't know Unorthodox, but I know all those other ones. Um, that's just a lot of like big time stuff now. I've heard of two of those. Yeah. So Little Fires Everywhere, that was the one like Reese Witherspoon and a girlfriend watched that. I think she said yeah. it was a spectacular. Hulu. Which can they make a name that sounds more like its own? Who knows? Big Little Lies, Little Fires Everywhere. Can they? It's the same show to me. I mean, yeah, it's, that's Reese Witherspoon. She's like, I'll only do it if the yeah. word little is in it. Surprise the morning show isn't like yeah. <laughs> little deceits are all around. That is funny. She's in so much shit. That's like her thing is producing TV shows now. Yeah, she's having fun. She's doing a good job doing it. Yeah. Well, is that uh, wrapping up our Emmys? Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, look through the nominations yourself. There's just so much shit. Like, I've never even heard of this shit, but I guess it's out there. So Yeah, maybe after I finish Watchmen. Yeah. I only think three episodes left. And I'll get into that when uh, I get into what we've been watching. Before we get into what we've been watching, though, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at Simple Doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. For the foreseeable future, instead of a limited time now, uh, you can get 25% off and free shipping simply by plugging in promo code I'm sorry, I took a drink. He did. How does that happen? Uh, Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. I did it because Tony's not here. Head to simpledoggy.com, that's two Gs, and plug in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping because, guys, it's the dog leash you've been waiting for. You're going to love it. Okay, how many things do you have that you've been watching? I put five on this list. On your humongatron. Yeah. How are you liking that TV? Tell, uh, the, tell the audience what you just got. Yeah, so I bought a 65-inch uh, Sony 4K TV uh, from their premium line, not an OLED, which I was considering, but it's still a... Still a, a Bravia. It's still a good uh, quality one. It's not their lower tier. It's better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's makes some things look really great. 
Um, I love getting up really close. You can see the individual pixels. And you can rot your brain. Close. It's pretty cool. Um, I did watch, so I'm not going to talk about it, but I watched Inception on there. I said I wanted to watch that. Oh, yeah. That was you one of the things I wanted to watch. Stellar on accident. Yeah, so I'm going to watch one of my 4K Blu-rays on there. Um, very noticeable that um, Inception, the special effects were not done in 4K because they didn't look all that great. Even though it's a, a great visual movie, uh-huh. those effects don't look as good on a really nice TV because you could see like, oh, that doesn't look... Like the city folding over. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, that doesn't look that good right now. Or there's like Woof. a thing where like all this shit like blows up like a fruit stand or something. I remember and that. And you see all like the fruit individual come out and it's like, oh, this looks real fake. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it is a 10 year old movie. Yeah, so. it is. And exactly. It's like they did that in 4K. Like, you know, a lot of special effects are not done in 4K. I believe what it happens it's is more expensive. They're like, why do it? No one's going to see it. And yeah. Like, oh, shit. Except now for nerds are. like you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Uh, what is that? Oh, it's blurry. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. How many things you have? You said. So I got five. Five. But, okay. One of them, wow. I just continue to watch Perry Mason, which. You said you you dropped off. I couldn't handle um, it anymore. It, it's, I figure it's gonna get cool. But it's one of those things. Yeah, I think episode six is the last one I watched. That's part of HBO's thing is they just love pageantry and they love old world and dressing everyone up. They just think that's the yeah. greatest thing that anyone could do. But it's, it's just it's one of those mysteries that's like, you're, they don't tell you everything that's going on, and then as you get further, you're like, oh, okay, that that's a thing. Yeah. So I like that. I'm sure Lithgow is guilty somehow. I can't say anything further well i mean he was guilty yes don't you he gets he gets uh pressured because he did some things in his past of course they went through his twitter feed <laughs> yeah. all right well you want to talk about something else do uh two more i only have two all right talk about some movies i watched commando oh my god this is on hbo max and i'm like why not i need something to do here i wanted to rent that when i was a little kid at hollywood video oh. and my mom wouldn't let no, me no you weren't allowed no so i've never, never been turned down to watch a schwarzenegger movie though <laughs> i have never seen like the real cut of commando because commando is usually on like a movie channel and did i say kindergarten cop was on when <laughs> i was donating blood it's on like a movie channel every Saturday at some point, and you just watch like twenty minutes of yeah, it. Yeah, you catch it. Um, it's like Con Air. The only time I've watched it all the way through, you know, uncut. And there's some nudity in in this movie. Um, Arnold's butt. <laughs> I can't remember if there was. I just watched it, but I don't remember. One um, of the dumbest movies ever made. Isn't it like he's going to save a boy or something? His his daughter's been kidnapped, and they're daughter. like, "You have to go assassinate this dictator," but he tricks them and doesn't go on the plane to South America or wherever and just has to find the killers and just kill everyone and then eventually has to go to like a compound and infiltrate it. And Does Last Action Hero kind of poke fun at this movie? Probably. Because I, I think remember. they take his kid in that also. Would make sense. That's a fun movie. I don't care yeah. how old you are. It might suck now. As a kid, whoa, that was like top shelf Arnold Schwarzenegger. Commando is over the top, violent and stupid. That like I didn't Steven even remember. Steven movie. Like it, it's crazy that like he made Predator right after this movie. Predator's great. And Predator is amazing, super well done. This was so silly, and it's like, but whatever. Well, entertaining because it's it is like watching you know a really bad movie that people would make fun of, like like The Room or something. Uh-huh. It's it's almost like that that bad. Huh. Where it's just so, nothing makes sense, and things that like he does that are like so 
clearly a stunt where you could see what's happening. But, <laughs> but it's on HBO Max. So you got to watch it. All right. Uh, another thing, I watched this on Netflix a while back, but I wanted to talk about it. I think I referenced it last week. A movie called The Florida Project. Never heard of it. And um, it's The Florida Project is a reference to Disney World, of course, which is that's what Walt Disney called the future Disney World before it was actually done, The Florida Project. Huh. Uh, this movie takes place uh, just outside of Disney World in some Orlando suburb. It's about a girl who lives in a motel. It's like a rundown motel, like just outside of Disney World somewhere. And it's a movie I'm sure you would not enjoy at all. Yeah. It's it's not really, there's not really a plot. There's not really a conflict that they have to get through and get, you know, overcome. Mm-hmm. It's just more of a, here's something that's going on in these people's lives. So it's just a, a snapshot of uh, horrible poverty in Florida. Huh. So, yeah, you know, the worst, like the worst people imaginable. Um, and uh, Willem Dafoe is the manager of the hotel, just kind of trying to like, Okay, so it's creepy. He's trying to be... Well, he's a good guy trying to look out because he knows these kids are in a horrible position living with, you know... And the, the main girl here, she's like a six-year-old girl. Her mom's like 22 or something. And had just lost her job as a stripper. So that's um, that's where it is. And she's just an all-around terrible person. Yeah, it doesn't sound like and fun. So, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you can't really root for the protagonist. You could just really only have some sympathy there. Um, and it's not really got, like, a plot, but interesting look at something that does exist that that's real these these people aren't it wasn't like a fantasy this is a real situation that happens Uh, i thought it was interesting because i had watched a documentary hbo documentary like 10 years ago it was called like the motel kids of orange county (laughs) and it was about kids that lived in this motel in orange county that was their life that was their home was in a motel and that motel was right across the street from disneyland which was like this, I mean, that's a big point. Like, look, happiest, happiest place on earth right next to this rundown motel. And yes, that motel is not there. Um, I used to drive by the motel going to your former residence. It is crazy that some of those are still there, that like, snow-capped yeah. motel. But this one was real rundown. This one was like right across the street from that taco, uh, Del Taco right there. Uh, I don't it was know. around that area. But no, they tore that down. That's where I think they put more parking there or something. Huh. Um, but I, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, did this guy rip that idea off? Because that documentary was about these people who lived in. It was like, oh, they're right next to Disneyland. Switch to the other side of the country. Yeah. Uh, strange. I mean, I'm sure you could probably still find that on HBO. I don't need to watch but that. I, the reason I watched that was because it's Orange County. And also, the school those kids went to was actually in Orange. They was made it? a little, like, school at Schaefer Park. Oh, wow. Fucking like, oh, shit. Like, watching this thing, like, this is in my hometown. This is weird. So I watched uh, the 99-cent rental of the week last week. So as you're listening to this, it's too late. But this week's is uh, Capone, Tom Hardy, All right. 99 cents. It bombed, from what I understand, like a 40%, but I still wouldn't mind watching it. I mean, it's that's Tom not Hardy. a zero. Like, Gotti was a zero. So Yeah, and I watched that because it did suck a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, Extraordinary. It does star Will Forte. Not the starring role, but he is in it... Uh, Third act. It also has uh, Claudia Doherty from Love mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of... Yeah, yeah, the Australian girl. Uh, but stars May Higgins, Maeve Higgins, and uh, Barry Ward. And it's kind of Ghostbusters-y. She can see ghosts. 
and she helps ghosts move on. Uh-huh. And uh, Will Forte plays a Christian rock star who has a one-hit wonder, and he's trying to make a deal with the devil by offering him a virgin so that he can have unlimited talent and write all these great songs so he can be famous again. Right. And, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. It's kind of a dry, kind of dark comedy. Uh, it's funny. It's entertaining. A couple of good laughs in there. Uh, it's, it's Ireland, so the oh, okay. Irish folk. Um, it was good. It was especially for a buck. And it's like a real new movie. Yeah. There's not a lot of those out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this thing I think was literally just released. Uh, I don't see the... March 6th. All right. So, pretty recent. Um, It's enjoyable. Next up, I watched, and I already said it, Watchmen. Now, like I said, I'm only on, I think, episode six now of nine. So many questions. Did you look into the original comic series just no. to get a plot summary? Not a lick of any of it. So it does follow uh, the car, the comic? Yes. Interesting. It just seems too close to home. Everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, everyone's Police racist. Protests and, you know, this. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, that became... So that opening scene was so powerful because i also didn't know that was a thing that's the point i was like wow this is kind of bold to make this fake thing up and then i was like oh shit the more i learn or the older i get the more i realize like school as a kid is just bullshit what the hell do you even remember from learning in like history class um nothing that valuable like yeah you know the civil war mesopotamia and shit like what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, kids aren't ready for a lot of history. Well, not third graders, yeah. but move it on up to middle school could handle that. Yeah. I don't know. But I, yeah, I totally I was like, that's total bullshit. No, it's real. It's nuts. Yeah, but I think uh, for you, some of the, the context there is that the uh, essentially in the 80s, there was that octopus monster that came and it forced all the... So we just finished that episode. Yeah, all the heroes had to come together. And uh-huh. it's revealed that uh, the Jeremy Irons character actually fabricated that whole thing. Yeah. And it was basically a ploy to get the Russians and Americans to, to not go to war. Which was crazy. That Mirror Man. Uh, what's his name? Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson, who's Love great. him, He's yeah. so good in everything. Uh, that was my favorite episode was his episode with his backstory. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying, but... I don't remember what I was saying. I had plasma drawn today. Uh, Jeremy Irons, though, very bizarre, and you're finding out more about him. Like, he went to the moon on another planet or something, and they got yanked back with the rope, and he has all these people that he's, like, harvesting yeah. in the water. <laughs> that's that's a good... It's a good storyline that's kind of parallel to what's going on, where they slowly, like, reveal what's going on with him. And then that's I thought cool. that guy stabbed him in the neck, but he was just taking his helmet off. Yeah pretty good but yeah i mean i probably watch more stuff but that's the only thing of value yeah pretty i think it's, it's, it's of high value to me yeah what are your other two um well one of them is actually a twofer but they go together oh wow um i watched uh dragged across across concrete and brawl in cell block 99 i tried watching that a while ago it was too boring i so, think i made it like 25 minutes well yeah, I'd say the first 25 minutes are rough. Uh, they're both the same director, both starring Vince Vaughn. 
Um, I'd watched this director's previous movie, Bone Tomahawk. They all have a similar theme. They're all kind of, I would say they're kind of conservative movies in a way, not like politically, but very much like about like, you know, a, they're brutal and violent and about the rough world and kind of, uh-huh. it's not a positive outlook. So yeah, um, Brawl and Cell Block 99, that's Vince Vaughn kind of gets caught up in the drug world and gets arrested and sent to jail and kind of horrible, crazy shit happens. And yeah, if you were going to watch one 25-minute section of that movie, it would have to be the last 25 minutes. I bet, yeah. Um, it is very, very slow. It takes about an hour and 10 minutes just to get to jail. See, it probably would have been a great movie because isn't it like two hours and 20 minutes or something? Yeah, probably a little more or two hours. A great movie to watch circa 2001, 1998, that range when movies were a little bit longer. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's a good movie to watch at any time. Like, I liked it. I'm just saying this is a movie I'd have to warn people. If you are squeamish in any way, you don't like any violence, just do not go any further with this, with this movie. Um, and that's same thing with Bone Tomahawk and same thing with all his movies. He's very much wants to show violence and not cartoon violence, but extreme. Like, it's not perpetual violence at all times. It is like, oh my God, that's fucked up. So I don't that need that movie. that often. It's And it's not like hostile or something where it's torture. It's like, it's a point to make it violent. Woof. Um, so that thing, that's a very interesting movie. But yeah, again, it, it seems like, oh, it's going to be a prison movie, but he doesn't go to prison for a very long time. Uh, and then Dragged Across Concrete is, this is a very relevant movie because this is him and Mel Gibson are uh, detectives. And Mel Gibson is caught being too rough with a suspect. He puts his boot on the guy's neck, and it gets caught on camera. And so they both get suspended. This and is a news story. So they decide to, while they're suspended, and they want to uh, make some money, and they decide they can, they can knock off some criminals, like rip them off. Suspended Doug, kick him <laughs> off the tour. But yeah, so they have this whole scheme. that like, oh, we know these guys are doing this stuff. We're going to follow them. And it's, you know, one of those crime movies where everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I like that a lot. I like that one. It was really good. So that's Dragged Across Concrete. Sounds pretty which, rough. So the whole point, which is... It's, that even happens in Watchmen. So it's a funny thing. That was weird. I don't know why he called that movie because Dragged Across Cross Concrete is something that happens in Brawl and Cell Block 99. <laughs> Very viscerally. Wow. Um... So, yeah, again, if you don't like violent movies, skip skip those. Yeah, I need to watch something happy tonight and lie down. Right now, even, I'm kind of out of gas. All right, well, you want to hear my last thing? Let's hear it. Um, so, HBO Max's Love Life. You've probably seen this on the home screen of HBO Max all the time. Maybe if I saw it, it doesn't uh, sound familiar at all. Anna Kendrick show. Oh, uh, yeah. One of their, like, four originals they put out. I haven't watched um, it. So, I didn't want to really want to watch it. didn't have... I wasn't too interested, but like, hey, it's eight episodes. I'll tune in. Um, I don't know. Actually, it's 10. All right. But still, it's something I was able to watch within a week. Um, I like the concept. So I'd say the show's good, but not close to great. That There's still a lot of problems with it. But the uh-huh. concept here is um, there's a narrator at the beginning who gives it away that the average person has seven relationships before they find the one. And so those relationships could be like, you know, different types of things a long-term thing or a short fling or a hookup and it's like the whole point is this this is going to show her life over time with all these random 
um, relationships. That a movie? It's very reminiscent to the Ryan Reynolds movie, I forgot what that was called, where he's like talking to his daughter about th- the different women. I feel like I remember um, a trailer from that from probably 10 years ago. It, it, it's not a wholly original idea. Also, it's like How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Similar, where it's like, oh, he's talk- He's not telling... He's not telling them about the actual one he ends up with. He's telling them his whole life about different things. So it's, so it's similar to that. Um, each episode is usually a different person. And it's, it's pretty well done. I really liked in the first episode. So I, I like anything that's like passage of time where it's showing. like So it starts in the year 2012 and you know it ends present day. Um, so this first relationship they show, she's with her new boyfriend. They're watching. Um, they're in New York. They're watching the Knicks game, and it's Jeremy Lin. And, oh, I like that. It's setting, you know, this is the moment. Um, and then a couple months later, they're at the bar again, and they're watching Jeremy Lin with the Knicks, and they're playing the Miami Heat. And I love this metaphor as a sports fan because I remember that game. <laughs> because LeBron and Dwayne Wade took it personally that this guy was getting all this attention, and they totally fucked him up. They pressured Jeremy Lin so bad he looked horrible, and it was never the same for that guy. Like, you put a hit on Jeremy Lin's out of the league at this point. Yeah, um, but it was pretty much irrelevant in the league within like three years. Yeah, um, they just really exposed him. Wasn't it Lin sanity? Yeah. So the metaphor there obviously was that their relationship was fun, and then at this point now it's losing its steam. Um, so I like I like that kind of thing. They also they they messed up. One of the episodes took place in two thousand six. And the references they tried to make was the kids were going to play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which came out in 2004. They were also going to watch The O.C., which I'm like, The O.C. was already irrelevant by 2006. 2001 or something. Yeah, The O.C. was like, yeah, 2002 or something. I was like, okay, you guys fucked that one up. But I, I enjoy seeing things where people progress. Also, the character would be my age. I think she's supposed to be like early 20s in 2012. And so that's kind of cool. But mm-hmm. also... The problems are characters kind of suck. They're not likable people. They they are young people in New York, and TV shows love to show this. It's it's very much like Girls, where it's like, hey, no one likes to see young people in New York try to be artists because that's not it's an every experience. Every single that, one of them. It's not an experience anyone has in the real world. It's so f- fucking stupid. I do love that they uh, said Adam Driver's character's grandma paid his rent. Yeah, because that's the other thing. It's like, oh, there's always that criticism of they have a really nice apartment. How do they afford this when they're artists who don't do anything? But all, they're always artists, but somehow they actually make a living in the art world. Oh, I mean, Kramer. <laughs> so, it, But this is trying to be serious. This is trying to say yeah. something about life. And it's like, well, this is a, this is a fantasy. Um, so that's why it's hit or miss. I am intrigued because they're supposed to make more of this, but with a new character every year. So if, if next year they actually make someone that's something more relatable than like young art school girl trying to make it in New York City, which is a story that's been told a million times, they try to do something different, uh-huh. I would be much more interested. Yeah. Well, you hear that, writers? Yeah. You want to get Andy intrigued. That's what you got to do. All right. Well, will that uh, wrap us up? Yeah. I got all mine out. It's been uh, solid. You've been listening to... Episode 178 of the Tony's Take Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. But I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Goodbye. We'll see you later.